0: Welcome to the Heart Frequency Podcast by Hurricane and a Feather. This is your host, Haley J. I'm a singer and a songwriter with a passion for spirituality and wellness, and on this podcast, we will dive into topics that resonate with the healing world. Let's tune in. Hello. I'm joined here today by Jay Phoenix. He's actually always here since he helps me record this podcast. Jay Phoenix is also known as Joe, my husband, my music partner. I'm looking forward to having him here today as we talk about the quote, A bad day for the ego is a great day for the soul. Hi, Joey. Hey, how's it going? Good, good. Good to have you here. Nice to be here. (laughs) (laughs) So this quote that we are talking about, A bad day for the ego is a great day for the soul. I first read about it in Robin Sharma's book called The 5am Club. Um, I've also heard it attributed to spiritual teacher Michael Beckwith. Regardless of who said it, it's a nice quote. And what do you think this quote means to you?
1: Yeah, I think it's a great quote. Uh, I think personally, you know, being musicians, you know, you think um, a bad day to us is, you know, you're playing something and you don't really hit it quite how you want and then you get feedback and then maybe someone's going to say, oh, you know, it should be more like this. It should be more like that. And, you know, as an artist, you always want to obviously nail it in the first take, you know, Mm -hmm. but, you know, through this feedback and working with other people and, you know, having people being critical of your work, you know, especially when they have the best intentions, that definitely helps as far as really honing what you're trying to do. And I think that's a great quote, because like I said, as musicians, that's something that we just have to deal with and work through.
0: I know, definitely. And we've been working together now a long time, because we met um, about nine years ago. (laughs) And if you can believe it, we were friends for six years first. And one of the things that connected us right away was our background as classical musicians but also our love of pop music which I don't know I thought that was unique because we connected while we were doing extra work on set and um, I just remember us having this conversation like you wanted to learn production and it's kind of in this process of learning and sort of like you need to let go of ego if you're gonna really grow in that way when it's so new to you.
1: Yeah definitely and you know when you're first starting out especially you know, you have an idea of how you want to sound and you have a a goal. And in your head, it definitely makes like perfect sense. You know, you work on it. You're like, Oh, I know exactly how I want to sound. And in the beginning, that's, that's when your, your, your ego gets a good serving. Cause you know, you're trying to figure it out. You're thinking, Oh, in my head, it sounds great. And then you have people that, you know, know what they're doing and they have the experience. They're like, what are you doing? You know? (laughs) So I think, you know, in the beginning it's working through that because, you know, even, you know, with our classical background, as a classical pianist, you know, you think of failure, when you learn a piece, you mess up a measure or eight measures, four measures. You mess up thousands of times before finally you can get through it in one go and it sounds perfect. So in the beginning, I think the most important thing is to really not take anything personally and just be open to people, especially people that have been, you know, in the industry more than you. And obviously, you know, you always worry, you know, if their input's gonna compromise your own artistic vision. But at the same time, you know, just being in it, you know, you just gotta be in that mindset for you know, just as long as you can. And then you'll be able to learn the difference between, you know, constructive criticism versus, you know what, I want to make that artistic decision, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. Um, I think about that whenever, you know, we're offered criticism or feedback, it's a matter of like learning to not take it personally. And you can kind of take it with a grain of salt, like, okay, does this resonate with me? Is this something that would be helpful? Um, Because a lot of times, you know, you get the feedback and and it helps you grow and it helps you become better.
1: Yeah, definitely. agree with that.
0: Yeah. Um, and even with our, you know, relationship and our working relationship in music, you know, so we made our first EP when we were friends. And, um, you know, we weren't as, we later became like really, really good friends, best friends. But when we were first starting to get to know each other and kind of starting out with these songs, it was this tentative process of just trial and error. And um, we, we did the songs and then... I think we just, we didn't communicate exactly what the process would have been, like a smoother way to do it, you know. And we had to later have a conversation about that after the EP, like months later, you know, it's like, okay, this is what would be best, like how I want to work, you know. And you have to kind of, again, going back, you have to let go of your ego and just be like, what's the best way going forward, you know, so that we can keep creating while we're both happy doing it.
1: Definitely. And, you know, you have two people that, you know, you have two souls or two artists that want to achieve the same artistic vision or achieve an artistic vision together. And a lot of it's just communicating and understanding, you know, when you're working in you have a partnership like us, you know, we're always, we have the best intentions to make something that we're both proud of. So it's just a matter of communicating, you know, what the needs are and just what the process is. That way, you know, we both can run and not be dragged down by different, you know, things in the process, you know.
0: Yeah, Definitely. And really quickly, will you please explain um, exactly what your roles are with R j the second and what you do as a music producer?
1: Yeah, definitely. so i i'm I'm primarily a music producer. I started as a classical pianist, and now I focus on music production, arranging, composing. And in terms of our projects, I'm primarily the producer, and you do a lot of the songwriting. and usually what'll happen is you know I you know you, you come with lyrics and we kind of refine them and you know kind of really hammer them down together. And I, I like writing. I, I personally, I'm not, I, I don't necessarily, I, I mean, I am a songwriter. I, um, I'd i rather just focus, you know, you have the lyrics, you record, and then I do the arrangement, I do the mix, and that's primarily where I like to shine if someone has the lyrics. And mm-hmm. then I just kind of run with what they do and make it sound good and then pr- produce the final product.
0: Yeah, I know, nice. So you've got this background in helping artists bring their vision to life. And you've worked with a lot of different people, you um, you worked with a friend who's actually a doctor and he has this beautiful voice and you helped him, you know, you guys work together. Like he wrote this song and but he was able to bring you this finished song that you then produced. Um, so it's really cool that you're able to help people bring that to life and um, you just have a vision for people.
1: Yeah. I know uh, I, I just did a an interview with Canvas Revel. It's one of those magazines and they're a great group, Canvas Revel or um, what's it? Voyage LA. Mm-hmm. Shout out LA. I know, definitely. Just a lot of cool people that just want to share what, you know, different business owners do. And what's cool about it is it forces you to really kind of think about what you do. Because, you know, obviously we take a gig, we take a project and, you know, really gave me some time to reflect because my biggest thing is you have someone that has, you know, some kind of music in their head or an idea of what they want to do. And knowing my, you know, my technical knowledge from classical music and my production knowledge, you know, to be able to give somebody something that they're proud of and they could say, oh, that's that's what I heard. You know, that to me is the most exciting thing of what we do.
0: You no, know, it's pretty amazing. I'm so lucky to work with you. Um, and it's, it's been a process of learning to work together, you know, because we, um, me being a sensitive person, you know, like I remember when we first started working together and you'd give me singing notes and sometimes I think it would hurt my feelings even though that was not your intention at all, you know, but I had to learn like, no, he's just trying to communicate something like he hears a style. And a lot of times, you know, your vision was spot on. Um, and even more recently in our newer song, Trip In, um, you were trying to convince me to do this kind of belting yell at the end. I was like, I don't, I don't know about that. And you're like, no, no, just try. It. Just try. <laughs> it's actually one of my favorite parts of the song now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's just a matter of like you just being open minded, open hearted, and you never know what kind of great outcome you'll get.
1: Yeah, you know, I'm a Ram. (laughs) You know, for me, like I (laughs) just like and Aries, right? Yeah, Mm -hmm. and I just like to drive things forward, and you know, in a non-dramatic way. Like I I never, you know, obviously, I I never want to, you know, talk negatively or talk. You know, for me, it's just more of how how can I communicate to get us to the result the quickest and most efficient way.
0: Mm -hmm. You know, and
1: and yeah, I mean, I'm lucky to work with you too because in the beginning, you know, I you know talking about earlier, it's like you have this thing in your head and it sounds great. Oh wow, I'm doing a great job. This sounds just like all these other artists who've been doing it for 10 years. I'm only doing it for 30 minutes. You know, and then you listen to it and you're like, oh, you know, maybe it's a little you know, maybe it could be a little louder or, I don't really hear the bass. And when we were first starting out, mm-hmm. it helped to have that, you know, because you have the ear to hear those things and and I needed to hear that. And uh, you know, bad day for the egos, good day for the soul, you know, it's just a matter of, you know, when you're beginning and and you know, as I said earlier, we have the best intentions working together. And then trusting that and then saying, okay, well, obviously what I'm working on isn't reaching a certain result. So let me re- you know, re- re- reevaluate.
0: Yeah, definitely. And as you know, it's been a journey with my singing process, you know, going from classical to pop. And you really had a good ear for it. Like, I remember a long time ago, you're like, because, you know, I love the artist Banks. And she sings kind of lower sometimes. And you're like, oh, like, you would sound nice singing it kind of like that. And I couldn't hear it because I just, it's such a different technique from classical. It's more, it's more like speaking. And you know, that's something actually my classical teacher would even tell me. It's just, it should feel natural. It should feel like you're speaking in a sense. But for some reason with classical and opera, it feels more like this big dramatic sound. And with a lot of pop, it's more like a natural kind of cadence. That was really unusual for me, but you heard it a long time ago and it took me a while to get that Comfortable doing that in my voice. Um, so, yeah, it's a matter of, you know, kind of like, no, no, I don't think this way I've been holding on to is, is the, the best way necessarily. You know, it's good to like things go and to try new stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And even in our own personal relationship, you know, for listeners, so Joe and I, as we said, we've known each other a long time and we were friends for about six years first. Um, we then started dating around 2020. And we got married in 2022. So our relationships, you know, had this natural progression of things. So we learned first as friends how to communicate. And then later in a relationship, how to communicate. It's interesting, you know, you jump from being friends to dating and it's, it's the same, but it's not, you know, there's definitely things you overcome. Um, So yeah, what do you think like have been some of the biggest things we've learned in terms of communicating in our personal relationship?
1: Yeah. You know, it's, there really shouldn't be too much of a difference. And, you Mm -hmm. know, that's the thing is, and we had great communication. I mean, we would, you know, talk as friends, we would talk and, and communicate. And, you know, we would just, it was really easy to obviously communicate with each other. And I think when you're in a relationship, you know, thinking about just your, your, your two different people and it's a little more almost personal because it's one thing when you're a friend and, you know, you're just kind of, you know, talking and I mean, it's a whole, you know, it's a whole deeper level, obviously. And it's a matter of, you know, just going back to a good day to the ego is, you know, or bad day for the ego, good day for the soul. It's Uh like, you know, obviously when we're together, you know, we know that we have each other's best interest. And when you have that understanding and if something happens and maybe it's something that's, you know, it's, it could be triggering for either of us, you know, you think, oh, well, you know, I I didn't really feel good about that. Or, and, you know, it's just a matter of in any relationship, obviously you're just getting to know each other and getting that comfort and what's you know, just kind of what the status quo is. You know, mm-hmm. and um, and the most important thing is to understand that. You know, my partner is trying not to. He's not trying not. He's not trying to mm-hmm. hurt me. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you have that understanding, then that kind of gets you to the the result quicker. You know, and you just kind of communicate and say, well, you know, was that was I valid? And I mean, obviously, you know, you should always listen to your feelings, but you know, were they coming from a place that? you know, is, I don't even want to say valid, but, you know, it's like, was that something where I'm maybe overthinking it? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, I actually know that was offensive to me. I should, you know, communicate about that. And, you know, that when when you have those conversations sooner, everything else just gets much easier because then you know, and then you know, you know, you understand each other and it's just easier to kind of navigate.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I feel like anytime we have a conflict these days, like we're much quicker about, you know, saying, I'm sorry. Not that it took us a long time necessarily before, but I think we just really quickly want to move through things now. Um, And you're always good about like, okay, what's the actual part of the issue here? Is what is the conflict about? Is it actually that? Or is what it's the emotion underneath it that needs to be addressed? Um, And yeah, we try really hard not to ever hold on to resentment. You know, it only ends up hurting you in the end. Um, And there's often a lot of times you... You just learn. You just learn from the situation. And I don't know. I just feel like it's always better to approach things from a love-based mindset whenever you can. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, have you ever felt like this quote, a bad day for the ego is a great day for the soul? Just and you'd be like, any other situation with work or just, you know, music gigs? Just kind of—I know, like, if something happens where I do a music gig, same thing we were talking about earlier, it's like you get um, embarrassed maybe— Um, so I don't know, it's a matter of kind of moving on quickly, forgiving yourself and asking, you know, what could I do differently next time? But yeah, what do you feel like in your life? How does that happened?
1: Yeah. Most, mostly music. I mean, you know, I mean, you have relationships, you know, with your family or your friends. And, and I think, um, I mean, I think that quote really primarily to me when I hear it relates to getting better at something or getting improving. Yeah, I mean, Mm -hmm. when I think bad day for the ego is good day for the soul, it's, um, it's something where you're trying to better yourself or better a relationship or better your, you know, your workflow or your, whatever your craft is. And, and just understanding that, you know, if you, something happens and, you know, you're, it, it doesn't really make you feel good or if it doesn't, you know, if it's, you know, whatever your ego is, you know, it's like, it, that's, that's okay. And, you know, it's good to just, okay, well, you know, evaluate it you say like, why did that, you know, feel like that or whatever. Um, but, you know, in terms of this quote, I mean, just to bring it back, it's, it's a lot of it's just, you know, you have an idea of how you want to improve or work on something, and you're going to get feedback, you know, and, mm-hmm. and in any case, really, I guess, feedback. <laughs> but that's where that thought was ending up is, <laughs> you know, whenever you have feedback, you know, understanding that as long as it's coming from a good place um, to, you know, give it, you know, consideration, and if it's coming from a bad place, you know, like some of the stuff that we get in Submit Hub, mm-hmm. and, and we're lucky to get so many nice comments about your voice and the production Sometimes you just get people, and you don't know what they're on or what they're doing, and just it's trolling. yeah, just trolling. And, <laughs> and you know, if they want to troll, they're going to troll, and that's totally fine, you know. Um, but you know, obviously, we've had a lot of really good, constructive feedback too, and and their language and how they communicate—you could tell. Oh wow, they're trying to give us some knowledge, and that is definitely worth listening to. Yeah. So anytime you have feedback, that's you know, you you could feel when someone's coming from a good place. Typically, you know.
0: Yeah, definitely. So
1: that's I think where that quote kind of relates to the most.
0: Yeah. I like thinking about it also when somebody asks you a question and it's about something that you don't really know much about. Because I feel like it's good to admit when you don't know much about something, you know, instead of trying to, you know, jump in there and be like, oh, you know, I, I know a little bit about this. Like, it's better. I, I don't know. I like just being like, no, I don't know anything about that. Can you teach me or can you tell me more? Um, since I feel like our egos have a tendency to want to prove themselves sometimes. So yeah, again, it always comes back to being just kind of open-minded, open-hearted.
1: Yeah, and like we we talked about, I mean, a lot of, you know, just the the rhetoric and the atmosphere these days is, you know, I, I think for me personally, we talked about this is I, I personally like to say, well, as far as my what my understanding is, or how I understand it, mm-hmm. because that way you preface it, because, you know, you're not going to know everything. And if you just say, well, this is blah, 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 mm-hmm. this is what it is, then in your mind, that's committed to what it is. But, you know, you learn more, and then that changes your perspective. and. Yeah you know, a lot of our ideas, you know, they should be like clothes, you know, it's, it's one thing, you know, when you have values, those obviously typically stay the same, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, it's obviously still being open. But, you know, as far as, you know, different information or learning something or learning about something, you know, always just having the mindset of a student knowing I might not know everything. And, you Mm -hmm. know, and when you put, you know, when you kind of humble yourself, and, you know, that that's when you're going to learn the most and and positively affect the people around you, because then they feel heard. Rather than being told what the thing is, you know? Sure. So I think, yeah, that's a great point too. Feedback and also just when you're trying to learn something, that's another good reference to what this quote could refer to.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, yeah. I think maybe we'll wrap it up there. But thank you so much for being on here. Liv.
1: Sure. I got to hop on my plane. And-
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll see you in a minute. <laughs> yeah, I'll see
1: you in a minute. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> great. But, uh, no, thank you. Yeah. Um,
0: thank you for being on here. Yeah, well, my pleasure. Talk to you guys again soon.